Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Split Decision Podcast. I am your host, Roman Garcia, with my co-host and good friend, PJ. PJ, how we feeling this Monday morning? Feel good. A little tired. Um, Nice weekend. Just watched the uh, Indianapolis Colts play yesterday, so that was a good game. But uh, yeah, it was a long day. Long weekend. I'm good, though. How are you? How, how are you feeling? I can't complain. You know, had a, took a trip back to uh, Munster, Indiana this okay. weekend. You know, got to chill with the family, see my dogs. Um, you know, had a good time. Uh, my mom made me a lot of food, which was nice. Took some back home, so I cannot complain about that. Well, you talk about the Shields fall this weekend. She looked, uh, she looked sharp Clarissa as usual. Shields. Although I was watching, uh, I didn't get to watch it because I wasn't home, but the Highlights, it looked like she was, it was actually like a, they were both throwing bombs the whole game, so it looked like it was a good fight, but it looked like, you know, Clarissa Shields just had more output in the end, and uh, yeah, she looked uh, sharp. Did you catch that live or no? I did not have a chance to catch that live. There was a lot of fights going on this weekend. Yeah. I, uh, that was one of one of two that I unfortunately missed out on. Yeah. But yeah, Clarissa Shields, 96-94, 97-93, 97-93 on the judges' scorecard. So yeah, um, a closer fight than uh, most fighters give Clarissa Shields typically. Um, but you would expect that out of a Savannah Marshall who has a, a win over Clarissa Shields in her back to their amateur days. But yeah, uh, as PJ was saying, Shields more volume, more pressured. Uh, Marshall throwing big shots, but uh, Shields able to overcome it and uh, get the victory on the judges' scorecards. Looked, looked like a uh, exciting fight though to watch. Yeah, that put me one of one. For this weekend. Yeah, what else? Uh, you said you had a lot of predictions correct. What oh, else, what else ro- do we have? I was rolling this weekend. <clears throat> uh, another uh, female fight, but this time in MMA, was Alexa Grasso versus um, Vivian Araujo. I think that is the pronun- yeah. pr- correct pronunciation of it. I'm not uh, gonna try. She picked up a unanimous decision victory, or Alexa Grasso gets the unanimous decision victory in the main event of this weekend's card. Uh, I kind of like candidly predicted Grasso just because she is from Guadalajara, Mexico. Um, and she looks really good out there, honestly. It was the first time I've ever watched her fight live. Um, she uh, had a nice one two going. Found her range, looked quicker to the punch than Vivian did. Um, did well to keep herself out of bad positions on the ground. And yeah, that was. Uh, so she took care of business. So what? She's five in the rankings? So five or she's six? She's very high. So she's probably, what, one fight away from the title? Mm-hmm. Maybe? What do yeah. you think? What do you think? A Lauren Murphy? Lauren Murphy? Oh, yeah, might yeah actually, that makes sense. Because Lauren doesn't have a fight, but she's. Well, I know Lauren Murphy's coming off a win against. Uh, well, what's her name? Um, oh, we let our Misha Tate. Misha Tate. So she yeah. beat Misha Tate. So Lauren fight or Lauren Murphy's probably look. I'd say a fight away because yeah, they're both about a fight away. I'd yeah, say. I that, mean, may, that makes sense. That'd but be, realistically, do we want to see Lauren Murphy in there against Shevchenko again? No, not, <laughs> not at all. So uh, but yeah, yeah, but I mean, it, for Grasso, it definitely makes sense. And Lauren Murphy really has nowhere else to go. So I agree because Chukagan. I don't want to butcher that, but I know she fights. She fights this Saturday against um, who is that? Uh, Fiori. I don't want to Fior, Fiorat. Yeah, yeah, I also don't want to butcher. French, I don't want to butcher her name either. But yeah, so they have a fight. So that would make sense. Grasso versus Murphy. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, we should say the original co-main Askar Askarov versus yeah. um, Brandon Rovial had to get called off. Askar Askarov informed um, Roy Val that he wasn't going to make weight, didn't want to negotiate a catch weight. So unfortunately, that yeah, fight sucks. had to get called off. That was probably the fight I was looking most forward to for yeah, that card. Me for sure. Yeah, so that got called off. And then poor Cub Swanson got his uh, leg, got his chewed, leg off. chewed off. Oof, <laughs> brutal. Did, yeah. did you see the? Did you see it? Yeah, I mean, was, I, I didn't get to catch the first round of that fight, so I don't really know if uh, the leg was something that Jonathan Martinez, correct? Jonathan Martinez? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know if that was something yeah. that he was targeting over and over again. 30, you got the it looks like he had 32 leg strikes in there. So, oh, so yeah. He 32 was, leg kicks in about what, what? A round and a half? A round and a half, yeah. yeah. Not, that's not going to do you very well. <laughs> yeah, and uh, it was just uh, the straw that broke the camel's back. Uh, Martinez lands one right on the kneecap of uh, Cub Swanson. He immediately falls down to the ground in pain, covers up, and uh, that was the end of that. One of the few, one of, uh, I want to say, 14 uh, leg, or TKOs via leg kicks in UFC history. Um, A rare occurrence. Rare occurrence, but it's, it's, uh, it's tough to watch, honestly. I couldn't imagine my leg getting gnawed off, but good for Jonathan Martinez, Cub Swanson. 
Come on, man. What do you think? You think he's going to call it a day? If I were in his <laughs> shoes uh, or in his corner, yes, I would say for his own uh, personal health uh, in the future, yeah, I think he should just call it a career. I don't really see who else he would could. I mean, he could fight. I'm sure he, he could find a matchup, but just yeah. like at this point, I guess Does he's he just fighting. No, yeah. no, he doesn't need a fight is what I'm saying. And another thing is he. this was his first fight down at 135. Yeah. So, so. I feel like he might give use that. Kind of as an excuse, say, you yeah. might say like, "Oh well, give me a shot back at one." I'm not saying I can't see him fight again because I think he, I, I don't know if he will, but like, I don't know personally. I don't know what else he has to do in his career at this point. He's not making a run for anything, yeah. any type of ranking, let no. alone the title. Already cemented himself. He's uh, in the UFC Hall of Fame <laughs> for uh, his fight versus uh, the I don't forget, I forget the brother's name, Sing Wu. I don't know. I can't remember yeah. that dude from Squid Squid Games. Uh, uh, <laughs> who, the zomp, you know, who, who, who are you talking about? I have no idea. Yeah, he, uh, he got entered into the UFC Hall of Fame. It was Cub Swanson. Oh my God, now I really need to fact check this. Well, well, you search that because I actually want to know. I guess I can talk about uh, a big fight at Do Hu uh, Choi. Oh, that okay. Yeah. That, the name sounds slugfest, familiar. Slugfest, okay, five round okay. slugfest. I yeah, I feel like I've seen that, but I can't. I couldn't recall it, so I I might have to watch it again. <laughs> but like I was saying, big fight announced at the flyweight division. Um, at that will be at UFC 284 in Brazil. Kai Kara France versus Alexandre Pantoja. Um, Kai Kara is coming off that uh, brutal uh, mm -hmm. body kick knockout to uh, Brandon Moreno. That was for the interim uh, belt. Yeah. And Pantoja is coming off a knockout, I believe, in like. I don't know how quick it, it was like less than a minute versus uh Alex Perez. Yeah. Last fight. How quick I gotta see how quick that was. But yeah, he Pantoja looks very dangerous right now. He a minute like a minute thirty one. Mm -hmm. That's impressive. it was more than a minute, but yeah. So Pantoja's coming off, yeah, he beat Roy he beat yeah. Roy Val, he beat Perez. So he's I don't know, he's dangerous. I don't know. I wanna say Kai Kara is going to win, but I Pantoja I is an absolute dog. Yeah, and I hate to see either guy lose. But I would assume that the uh, winner of that fight is gonna probably fight for the, the winner of the quadrilogy between Moreno and Figueroa for the for the belt next. So that has massive implications at flyweight. Mm -hmm. Any uh, any input on that? Any uh, predict? <sighs> you got early prediction you, yet? Um, you said you you think Kai Kara France gets the victory? Now? No, I honestly I I changed my mind. I think Pantoja <laughs> wins. I just I, I like Kai Kara. I like Kai Kara. So as I, well. I hate to see him lose, but yeah, I think Pantoja is gonna get it. The That's way a, he's been fighting, I think yeah. he's gonna get it done. Um, the way he has been fighting, he has been. He does look like he's very much on a hot streak right to the title. And obviously, with uh, if he could roll over Kai Kara France, someone who's fought for the interim belt, fought the best of the best in the division, that would uh, put him in a great spot, most likely to get the uh, the winner of that Figgy Moreno four. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, that's a fight I'm excited for. A uh, big power on both sides. Probably two of the more powerful guys in the division, I would think. I the only thing I would say on Kai Kara's side is he has a tendency to gas out a little bit, I yeah. think. He kind of loses his power. I don't towards... think Pantoja does at all, so uh, that's why I feel, yeah. We have also, I don't, have we seen him in a five-round fight? Like, has he, I don't think we have. And that's a five-round fight, Who? I would assume. Pan Pantoja? Yeah. Yeah, um... Yeah, it's got to be a fight. Um, is it? It might not be though. It's not a. Uh, I would. Not the main event. It's not a main event. Of no, the no, UFC no. fight night. No, it's a two eighty four. Oh. It's a two eighty four in, in our Brazil. So it'll probably only be three, which oh, I feel like that, that makes sense. I feel like it kind yeah. of favors Kai Kara a little bit, but I also think I don't know. I think I don't think either one of them are gonna guess on fifteen minutes unless no, no. unless Pantoja hits. Kai Kara with an herb. I could see that. I, I might have that as a sleeper for like fight of the yeah, year. Yeah, could. No, it could be. I <laughs> think they're gonna. They're probably just gonna slug it out. I would assume. Especially uh, Pantoja fighting in Brazil, where yeah, you know, you know, he's not gonna want to lose. Yeah, so. in front of his home friends. Yeah, Kai, that's got a. Uh, Kai Kara not gonna want to fall down the rankings any more than he has. Oh yeah, if Kai Kara yeah, loses put, again, he's. I don't know what he's, he's gonna do. And he's two, three fights away from a title. Yeah, I agree. So yeah, that's got massive implications in the flyweight division. Um, also got at uh, UFC 282 in Las Vegas on December 10th, Jan Bohovic versus Magomed Ankalaev, right? Mm, That's how yes. you say it. Yeah, so that fight also I feel very similar to Kaikara versus yeah, Pantoja. Honestly. Uh will be a title eliminator because uh, like Pantoja and Kaikara, their ranks are number two and three in their division. And I would assume that the winner will get a title shot uh, against either Jiri or Glover. Speaking of Gleary and Jiri and Glover, they also they announced that officially that'll be at U that'll also mm -hmm. be at UFC 282. So I guess we'll know what's going to happen after the, that uh, that card. Yeah, um, yeah. Jan Blahovich originally had the belt. What was that? Lat? Mm -hmm. Was that that fight was yeah, last, last year? Yeah, last year. And 
Old Glover got it done, <laughs> yeah. becoming the oldest UFC champion, I believe, yeah. correct? Yeah, against uh, Blahowicz. He submitted him. So, yeah, I think, like I said, and massive implications. Drops the title a year, a few months later. Brutal. And like and 30 I, seconds away from from, defend, from defending his belt for the first my, time. That's my fight of the year thus far. Yuri what, that one? You think Glover? so? That's, oh a, that's a great, God. that was a... I, I, I'm hard-pressed to think of anything that, was, that could top the emotions yeah. I felt in that fight. Well... Leon versus uh, Usman has similar. It, it was very similar in terms about, of the. But the fight as a whole, I would say. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, the Leon <laughs> Usman was more one-sided for sure. Yeah. But like that one, that'll never ever be forgotten. But yeah, I agree because I mean I think everybody would agree that Glover was thirty seconds yeah. away from getting a decision victory. <laughs> he took. And he, somehow both, both sides took so much damage in that fight. <laughs> brutal. That picture of the post-fight picture of them uh, yeah. next to each other is it's just it's just funny. Yeah, it's just blood streaming on their faces. Yeah. But yeah, um, like PJ was saying, big uh, kind of parallels. Ankalaya versus Blahovich parallels. Um, Kai Kara versus Pantoja a little bit. Both guys uh, or both fights set up to be title eliminators, facing the winners of both. Um, Magomed's on a. Uh, He's a bit, he's been a big hype train in the mm-hmm. uh, in the light heavyweight division, so we'll we'll see. Yeah. I so, like Blahowicz a lot, and I'll probably be rooting for Blahowicz. But Magomed is on a, a tear at the moment. He just beat uh, Anthony Anthony Smith. Smith. Yes, Anthony Smith saying that it was a leg injury that caused. Yeah, him to... unfortunately, yeah, it didn't go the way. So people, I mean, so, people were a little frustrated that Magomed yeah. didn't really get to yeah. fight fight, but yeah. yeah, he did what he had to do. Yeah, and uh, now he's uh, set up one fight away, seemingly from the title. Yeah. So that is exciting. Any other fight news? Any? Yeah, we also have. Uh, well, Bryce Mitchell uh, now has a uh, new fight again. Wait, right? Did he? He's fighting. Oh yeah, the guy he was. Ilya Tapor- is Ilya Tapuria the guy that he's fighting now, or is it the guy that he? No, he was scheduled to fight against mm, most something. Wait, let me look it up real quick. Yeah, but now he's fighting Ilya Tapuria. Did he? I, is that official? Did he officially step in? Uh, well, not. It's not official yet, but they both have mutually agreed. He was supposed to fight most far. Yeah. Evlo, yeah. I don't want to butcher his name. Evlo, <laughs> there's some brutal names in the oh, UFC. Oh, yeah, it's so I, tough. Like, you don't realize it. I know, I don't realize it until I'm in front of a mic and no, I, yeah, don't exactly. wanna, yeah, I don't want to butcher them. Yeah, you, yeah. Let, you see it on a phone and then it's kind of like your brain just kind of like yeah. puts some gibberish in there. And, and but then. they, yeah, they. Uh, I know they tweeted at each other on Twitter that they want to fight, so I, I don't I don't think it's a fit. Wait, maybe, I think they're targeting uh, UFC Vegas 64 for a fight night, so I, I don't think it's official yet, but yeah. Number uh, Bryce Mitchell, he's number nine in the uh, featherweight division, and Tapuria is number fourteen. I think that will be a. I think that'll be a, a interesting fight, assuming it does happen. I like Bryce Mitchell a lot. I think he's sick because I think he's one of a kind. Dog nasty. He, <laughs> he's hilarious. He's just he's he one of he's one of a kind to say in terms of personalities. Is certainly one of a kind. You know, pretty much uses all his fight person, puts it straight into his land and property. Dude's a, still I, a farmer in Arkansas. I, I think that's the, the sickest thing ever. Dude just does mixed martial arts. Dude goes and dude goes in the octagon <laughs> on national television. He goes right back to his farm <laughs> the next day. Talk about yeah, that's impressive. Honestly, to have that sort of like hum- humbleness, I, I, I yeah. would say like you, you literally like you don't have to work on say, a farm if you don't want to. Another day lo- in your life, loyalty, loyalty to his uh, loves the game. His, he loves it clearly. I don't even know what he farms, but I'm sure it's great product in Arkansas. Yeah. <laughs> Lastly, there was one more fight that uh, got announced. It was uh, Bam Bam Taito Ivasa. He's fighting U- at UFC Orlando versus uh, Sergey Pavlovich, who is the guy that just. Knocked out Derek mm-hmm. Lewis in like yeah. two seconds, which many would say was not a very decisive victory. No, it was a little quick, so I think people are a little against mm-hmm. Sergey, and everybody in the Lo- world loves Bam Bam. So I think most people. Or Derek be- Lewis. Well, I, yeah. I meant yeah, oh. everybody loves Derek Lewis too, oh, but I'm saying everybody also loves Bam Bam. Oh yeah, yeah. So I feel like there's gonna be a lot of people rooting for for Ty, oh, including myself. That is at uh, UFC Orlando in, uh, December third. Oh, it's on that Orlando card? Yeah. That has to be the main event. There's no way Ty Tuivas is not the main event of that card. I don't, I don't know if he is, but I don't think they have the— That's not uh, a pay-per-view, right? I don't no, think— No, no, but that is Wonder Boy versus Holland. That is the main event. I think off of Bam Bam's last performance, yeah, where it's he just, put on a show in front of 
the Parisians. I agree. I would assume that Dana would gift to reward him with a main event. I think. Well, no, I, right now it's uh, Wonder Boy versus Holland, which uh, I guess it make. I mean, it, I that's don't know. a good fight too. But I just really, you know, in terms I, of skill and like deser- yeah. the being who deserves it, it should be them. It's just I think Holland has obviously made himself mm-hmm. a uh, big name, and uh, everybody knows Stephen Wonder Boy. Could be his last fight if he loses. I hope so. That's gonna be uh, that'll be an intri- <laughs> that'll be a uh, fun card though, to say the least. I think so. Yeah. That's all the uh, fight announcements that I got at the moment because those are all like the wow. that's all the big fight announcements well, at I, the uh, moment. I appreciate you for having all those written down because I fail to write those down, oh, well. and you really come in clutch. I do my job. I do my job. <laughs> but I'm gonna circle back real quickly just to recap this weekend's action in boxing. Um, Call it the boxing breakdown, if you will. You know, um, Caleb Plant versus Anthony Durrell. Oh, Caleb right. Plant ends Anthony Durrell's night in the ninth round via le- uh, KO, left hook, short left hook, catches Anthony Durrell while he's swinging his own left hook of his own. Anthony Durrell never saw the punch coming, and it was funny enough, PJ. I was talking, I was with Alexis surprisingly this weekend. Really? Yeah. Who, who's? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I was with her surprisingly this weekend, her and her boyfriend, and her boyfriend was telling me, oh, like, that Caleb Plant guy, he's just swinging and he keeps hugging afterwards, and I was like, yeah, you know, he's kind of a, he, he's not the heart toughest fighter in the world, he's never really knocked anybody out, like, he has pillow hands, they call him pillow hands yeah, plant, yeah, you yeah. know, uh, fast puncher, quick guy, technical, but not a power puncher. Well, he shoved my words right back down in my say. mouth about two rounds later when he flatlined Anthony Durrell. And not only flatlines him, but I don't know if you caught the uh, clip. Did you see him? The celebration afterwards? Yeah, what did he do afterwards? <laughs> Much like Tito Ortiz, um, he pretends to dig Anthony Durrell's that's right, grave. That's right, that's right, that's right. I saw that on Twitter. Jeez. Anthony Durrell is literally flatlined. Yeah. Like, there are, there's there's six people surrounding him making sure that he's still alive. And Caleb Plant's yeah. just over there. <laughs> I did catch that, yeah. <laughs> Digging his grave. Yeah. Um, a lot of animosity, to say the least, between those two. And Clearly. I, um, no pun intended, but I think the hatchet was not buried that night. Uh, it, it appears so. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then Wilder. Uh, that that made me uh, that closed out my night five for five with a uh, Deontay Wilder fight. Uh, first round knockout of Robert Hellenius. Did you happen to catch that short right hand? I saw the the, the clip. Yes. Yeah. Unfortunately, you couldn't watch it live. Yeah. Not that I doesn't oh, see I missed that much, but no. that was kind of what I expected, anyways. Well, that was one of three punches landed by Deontay Wilder in that fight. The fewest punches he's ever landed in a Sounds KO victory. Right. Um, it's just amazing that he could generate that sort of power in such short Dude. distance. Such a tall guy, and he was getting pressured too on his back foot. Just catches him short right hand. Puts him out for the rest of the night, and that was it. Can't say I'm surprised. Can't say I'm surprised either. But uh, I was uh, I, after seeing that Hellenius knockout, and after seeing Deontay Wilder KO so many good boxers, obviously as a heavyweight, ginormous men. I uh, I was wondering, do you think Deontay Wilder? Who who would you say is the the bigger power puncher, Deontay Wilder or Francis Ngannou? Wow, that's tough. Um... Respectively, both of them are the hardest hitters in their in their, their respective spoil. sport. Mm-hmm. Um, wow, that's actually a tough question. I don't even know. I would like. <sighs> I will say Deontay Wilder walks around lighter. He does. He, what he, he walks around. He weighed in this fight actually twenty five pounds uh, lighter than he did against Fury. He was about two twenty four. I want to say something mm-hmm. like that. With that being said, I mean I'm I'm leaning towards Francis, but just like the, the highlights I see of. But what you also, I think, you have to take into account, Francis fights in the four-ounce gloves. I was going to say, yeah. But, and then Deontay Wilder, obviously, fight, fight, fighting mostly. I'm putting it, the only way I'm thinking about it is who would I rather take a punch from? That's what I'm saying. Wilder <laughs> or Ngannou. Not that I'm making it. Question. Not that I'm making it from either one. I'm just trying to think. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. Have they... I feel like I saw somebody say like they're maybe thinking of boxing each other, which that, I think I think that's a better fight for both men. It is. Tyson uh-huh. Fury's gonna beat Francis Ngannou. Oh, he's gonna piece him up. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I, that a, would be that'd be a phenomenal fight. I don't know. Wilder versus Ngannou. That would last. I would hope that would not go in the same fashion as Ngannou versus Derek Lewis, but I think with if it, obviously it would most likely take place in boxing. I think yeah. Ngannou would want to show his skills in the boxing ring. So I think that would be yeah. a slug match for about less than three rounds. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I, Wilder, I know Wilder won't back down. He'll come in throwing bombs, especially if, it, if it's in the boxing ring. I know mm-hmm. he's not going to want a decision victory over an MMA fighter. Mm-hmm. But Certainly not. You know, I'm, I'm, 
I'm leaning towards Ngannou for now, but I'm not going to stick to that at the moment because yeah. I don't know. That's so tough. Yeah. Impressive to say the least have yeah. the bronze bomber this weekend who uh, stays remains undefeated in the Barclays Center in Brooklyn, 5-0. and So good on him. And then finally, to wrap up uh, the boxing breakdown with Roman Garcia, Devin Haney, unanimous decision victory over George Cambosos Jr., 119-109 and two 118s to 110s on the judges' scorecards. Um, Cambosos looked good early, but Devin Haney was always going to run away with this one. Uh, there was a large discrepancy in skill seen in the first fight, and it showed itself again in the second fight. So not much to say about that. Good on Devin Haney. Looked fast. Cambosos probably out of the title picture for the remainder of his career, I would assume. Don't really see him getting so long as there are fighters like Devin Haney's, Ryan Garcia's, Javante Davis's. I don't really see clear path to the title for him again but it was nice while it lasted so without with that all being said pj uh, there's a pretty good card this weekend isn't there i would have to agree there's a decent card this weekend uh, yeah there's some pretty good fighters Probably on it the huh? <laughs> most hyped well for me the most hyped the most excited i've been all year um i think i would say fight of the year honestly the way uh olivera has been the way olivera has been uh on this run Mm -hmm. I uh, and uh, everybody knows Makachev. Uh, yeah, UFC 280 this weekend in everybody Abu Dhabi, um, October 22nd. That is, we have a stacked card. Not only is the main event like a, a phenomenal fight, but the whole the card as a whole is is just up and down the list. There's just good name, I and mean, we got names like Mohammed Makayev, who, for you don't know, he is a on the, he's on the rise in uh, the UFC. He's very hyped up. He fights early. Armand Petrosian fights. Um, Volkan Ozdemir fights, and then Sean Brady and Bilal Muhammad's not even on the the main card, and that's, that's literally potentially like you know, winner of that is probably one fight away from the title. Maybe mm -hmm. I mean Bilal, maybe if he knocks him out. But uh, yeah, in the main event, we got Caitlin Chuk. I don't want to butcher it. Chaitlin, Caitlin Chuchagian versus Manan Fioriat. I definitely just screwed both those names up. Ah, it's all right. They won't take it and too personally. And we got Benil Dariush versus Gamrat. Another big fight at the lightweight division. And then Peter Yan versus Sugar Sean O'Malley. Mm -hmm. Aljo Sterling versus TJ Dillashaw. And obviously, Charles Dubronx Oliveira versus Islam Makachev. What yeah. a card. Absolutely. What a card to say the least. Not often you get cards this stacked. And I would... Uh, you think all fighters on the card make weight, no issue. You think all these fights go down, or you think we're Don't bound to see up, but a domino fall? I I feel yeah. like the main event. I feel like we'll be good for like the main card. I mean, knock on wood. But mm -hmm. I mean, you know, there's usually yeah, usually knock on wood on that once one. every. I mean, there's at least one or two fighters every card that seem to seem to screw it up. But Especially with the travel to Abu Dhabi, yeah. that tends to uh, kind of throw fork in some fighters' uh, weight cuts. Yeah, hopefully we, not though. We shall see. Because if we not, we're going to be in for a card of the year, pot oh. potential card of the year, oh, my and goodness. Po multiple potential fights of the year. Oh yes, I mean honestly, there's sleeper fights everywhere on this card. I want to start with Bilal and Sean Brady real quick. Not the biggest names in the division, but very highly ranked in the division because their skills pay the bills. One might yeah. say, Sean Brady undefeated, fifteen and zero fighting out of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. I believe he's a pupil. Of one Eddie Alvarez, I think he trained Is underneath. He? Interesting. Yeah, I think he trained right. underneath him for a little bit. Mm. Um, pause. <laughs> but uh, Bilal Muhammad, three straight victories. Um, not a fan favorite. Most people would say. Yeah. I, I um, mean, somewhat feel bad for the guy, but yeah, he's a uh, not even. I don't even know how you describe him. Just he's an interesting dude. He's yeah. just a. From a fan's perspective, one would say he's probably not the most exciting fighter to watch. He has 21 wins in his mixed martial arts career, and he only has five finishes. So that is about that is an under 25% finish rate. Yeah, yeah. So, tells, uh, a, tells a story, to say the in least. In terms of excitement, not there, but he is a good fighter. 21-3 and three is a good record. Mm -hmm, absolutely. He's coming off a ra I'm surprised. he. I did not think he was going to beat Vincente Luque, and Neither he did. did so props to him. Also beat Wonder Boy, beat Damian Maya. So he's he's got a good group of uh, names under his belt that he's beat. And I think Sean Brady will be his biggest test yet. 
Um, obviously, same for Sh uh, Sean Brady. As we said, he's undefeated and he's a young, up-and-coming fighter, and he is getting his biggest tests. So it's crazy to me that that fight's not on the main the main card. It is crazy to me as well, um, and it's just disappointing that like, we don't. Uh, Chicago, me for those who don't know, me and PJ come from the Chicagoland area. We root for Chicago teams, unfortunately unfortunately. But uh, we don't get a lot of fighters coming out of Chicago usually who make it into the mainstream of UFC. And Bilal Muhammad is one of the few fighting yeah. out of Chicago, Illinois, who is able to make it onto these big cards. And it's just so disappointing <laughs> that he's just not... That's the thing. That's why I don't dislike him. I just... I, he's, in my opinion, I mean, in most everybody's opinion, he's not exciting, as we've mentioned. But, like, being from Chicago, I can't dislike the guy fully because, like you said, it's a rarity for us to mm -hmm. see... Somebody from our area yeah. make it onto the big show. So, and he doing some training with uh, Khabib Nurmagomedov as well for this camp. I think Khabib's going to be in his corner for this one, if I'm not mistaken. Of course. <laughs> so yeah, uh, Sean Brady, uh, it, you had a nice run. I see. <laughs> yeah. You got a uh, prediction on that one? You think, you think Sean wins? You think he gets it done? You think he's going to keep a zero by his? I've had a bad run of luck betting against Bilal Muhammad on in this undefeated streak he's been on. Um, so, you know what? Fourth time's the charm. I'm going with Sean Brady. Bilal's streak has to come to an end. This guy cannot get closer to a title. It's driving me crazy yeah. <laughs> that he's ranked to this high. You know, um, obviously Bilal has the, uh, he has the experience. Um, he's got, he's just fought better people and he's obviously older. Um, I feel like Sean Brady's going to get it done via decision. I could see that. I, as well. uh, I think they're both just going to try and wrestle each other the whole time. And I think whoever obviously has top position is probably going to win. And I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be Sean Brady. I won't be surprised obviously if it's Bilal, but, um, I hope the fight is somewhat exciting. Right. <laughs> I, maybe the wrestling neutralizes, maybe they stay maybe, on the yeah, feet. Maybe. Maybe Sean Brady uh, pieces him up, or maybe Bilal shows us some power that he's been working on. I was Who knows? Say, Bilal can uh, gain the respect of fans if he if he catches Brady with the uh, with the with the right hook or something. Certainly, would I'm gonna go with Sean Brady though on that one. I concur. All right, moving on to the lightweight fight between Benil Dariusz and Gamrat. Yeah. I was gonna try to pronounce his name. He's from Poland. It's hard enough. All right, uh, but that is a sleeper fight on this card Sleeper. I think I am honestly I'm a big Darius fan I think he does not get enough credit that he deserves somehow slid from number three or four in the rankings down to number six without even having a single fight like they just disrespect yeah. the man so much blatantly just because he's not a big name and I get he doesn't put himself out there too much but the guy certainly has skill certainly has talent yeah. uh I want to say six, seven fights in a row. Last victory came versus uh, came via UD versus the aged Tony Ferguson, one might say, but a still a skilled Tony Ferguson. I agree. Um, and Gamrock coming off a very, uh, what many would say it was a controversial win, controversial win versus Armand Sarukian. One of the most technical fights that you will ever see in mixed martial arts. I agree. Everybody, I thought, I think everybody, I mean, including myself, everybody thought... Uh, Sarukian was gonna make mm -hmm. a big run into yeah. the uh, into not only the lightweight division but like the title the title picture because he's obviously a very good fighter and the fact that Gamera won um, I'll go into my prediction I, I think I as much as I like Dariush and I know you like him I, I think Gamera's gonna get it done I think just based on their last couple fights I, I know I mean Dariush did what he had to do against Tony but like like you said Tony on the downside of his career Sarukian was right he's in his I would argue he's in his prime right at the moment mm -hmm. and uh, um, so yeah I'm gonna go I'm not sure I don't know if he's gonna get a finish but I'm just gonna go for now with Gamrot yeah getting it done I mean and also if you look at their their records uh Gamrot's certainly been on more of a more of a hot streak when it comes to finishing barring his last fight uh, Dariush has not gotten a finish uh, in two years against since his KO of Scott Scott Holtzman. So yeah, I would say the youth and the power is definitely on Gamrat's side. I would say the experience. Um, I think the, maybe Dariush might be a little bit more all around than Gamrat. Who's to say? Yeah. I haven't seen enough out of Gamrat to really cement how I feel about him but he looked very good versus Armand to get a victory versus him was a big feather in his cap and both uh, fighters fighting out of respected gyms Dariush out of Kings MMA <coughs> Gamrat out of American Top Team which has produced might, met a lot of talent as well so yeah that's a fight I don't I don't 
I don't really know. It could go either way. I could see that fight going many ways. Do you have a you have a solid prediction? You going Gamrot? Yeah, I'm gonna stick with Gamrot. Okay. Well, to play devil's advocate, I will go with Benil Dariush. I, I don't even disagree. I don't really disagree with you. I think it's gonna be a very close fight. Um, maybe someone gets a finish. I think I could see I think Gamrot finishing Dariush. I don't know if I could see on on the feet at least. I feel I, I don't know about on the ground. If it's on, if it goes to the ground, I think they might just mm. neutralize each other and it might just grind out to a decision. Mm. But like I said, I'm going to stick with Gamrot on this one. But I'm excited for it. I'm very very excited. excited. All right. Moving on to the top three oh. fights on the this, card. This might be like three, like, I don't even know, like, like the top three fights of a yeah. of a pay-per-view in, in, in a long time, to say the least. Yeah, you'd be hard-pressed to find anything oh. better than these top three fights we got going on here. We will start off with the first, uh, the three-round fight between Peter Yan and Sean O'Malley. Peter Yan coming off a loss to no, yeah right yeah last fight was yeah, a loss yeah. yeah lost to Aljamain Sterling yeah. for the for the title for the bantamweight championship Sean O'Malley coming off a what no contest was yeah, that yeah. labeled yeah, they, versus Pedro Munoz um, via eye poke eye poke ended the night for Munoz's night unintentional they called it so that was a no contest for the men and somehow some way Sean O'Malley finds himself. Against the number two ranked fighter in the division. It's actually absurd. <laughs> kind of crazy when you consider that Sean O'Malley has never even fought a... Well, Pedro Munoz was his top ten opponent he's ever faced. Yeah. Didn't even get a chance to finish the fight versus Pedro Munoz. And now all of a sudden he uh, finds himself in a title eliminator with Peter Yan. Uh, needless to say, star power can take you very far in this uh, sport. But PJ, what are, you, what are your thoughts on this fight? How do you see this well, fight playing out? You know me. Sugar Sean is one of my one of my favorite fighters in the game. Um, yeah, on the uh, up and coming, only twenty seven years of age. Um, man, Peter Yan is just so technical and just so good, though. Uh, you know what I'm thinking? <laughs> my head is telling me Peter Yan. But hard overhead, Sugar Sean is going to get it done. He is. I, I have a feeling he's going to get it done. I think everybody is sleeping on him considering he didn't look the greatest against Pedro Munoz, which is a little concerning because he's about to step in there with Peter Yan. But I think he's going to bounce back. I mean, Sean, I think he's got to be like one of the tallest dudes besides mm -hmm. Corey Sanhagen, the tallest dude in the uh, bantamweight division. 5'11". 5'11", yeah. He, I stand roughly 5'11". I could not imagine weighing 135 pounds at yeah. any point in my life. It's crazy. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I think I think the argument here is the length of uh, Sugar Sean. Hopefully he can keep Piotr, Peter. I, I like mm. saying both. I I like Piotr. I do. I think Piotr sounds. <laughs> yeah. I think it sounds more like a fighter. But yeah, uh, yeah I think Sugar's going to keep him out of range, hopefully, and uh, I think he's going to get it done. I think he's going to jump straight from twelve. You're right. calling it. I'm calling it Ooh. now by finish too. He's going by finish. finish. He's you think going. he's going to be the first man to finish Peter on yes, UFC? Yes, that's I, a bold yes. prediction, but yes. I like it, PJ. No, no, I I, I, I like feel that it. a lot. <laughs> I'm on the Sugar train, and we're going straight through to the title after this. <laughs> oh my jeez. Well, I very much disagree with you, but As you know, I expect. here's the thing. I, th I I won't say I'm sold on Yan purely because Sean O'Malley is very talented, and like you said, very long, insanely tall for the division. Peter Yan, 5'7", 67-inch reach. Sean O'Malley, 5'11", 72-inch reach. Got five inches on him, you know? And he's one of the best strikers in the OC. Um and I just think this fight is a matter of who can find their distance first, who can take control of the fight first. Yeah. I think whoever wins this fight is going to be one-sided. I don't see this as a back-and-forth fight. I kind of agree. I agree. I, think I could, like I said, I also could see Sugar just getting pieced up for three rounds, but I could also see the length and the uh, reach bothering mm -hmm. Peter, and Piotr never finds his uh, finds his range and gets comfortable. Yeah. So, Yeah, I think it's a matter of if Sean O'Malley can keep his distance, keep him at bay, you know, I think Peter, no matter what's going to be pressuring him. I don't see a, yeah. a point in the fight where Sean O'Malley's really putting the pressure on Piotr. But well, I can see early, though, first round, because Peter, Piotr, I keep mixing it up. Yeah, I know. Honestly, stick Piotr. Piotr, he's known for in the first rounds of his fights sometimes to kind of cruise a little bit to just figure out. You know, it, mm -hmm. find the range and all that. So, but you know, this is a three round fight, though. So that's, that's what I was going to add. Yeah. You know, that's why I can't see him sitting back because if you lose round one in the three round fight, you're, you're already, yeah, you're already on your You have to win the last two. Have to. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, that, that's certainly, I think that's something that definitely favors Sean O'Malley is this being a three round fight. Um, 
in a way, because obviously Piotr Jan, with his last, I don't know, probably last two, three years, he's been only been fighting five-round main events. Uh, he certainly has, a, you can see he has the cardio to hold up in three rounds, no problem. But Sean O'Malley, at the same hand, you can say the same thing. And he un, kind of understands how to set the pace in that a little bit more, having he has more experience as of late in three-round fights. But, yeah, that's a fight, like I was saying, could go either man's way. I'm a big fan of both fighters, so just mm-hmm. whoever wins, I'll be uh, happy for them. Yeah. PJ, PJ has O'Malley. I'll go Sugar. Jan. Sugar. <laughs> All right. Uh, on to the co-main events. Um, I know who you got in this one, who you like. Uh, it's Mr. Aljamain Sterling, the champion of the bantamweight division, coming off a massive and rather surprising victory uh, over Piotr Jan uh, versus TJ Dillashaw, who is... I went. He fought... Who was his last fight? Sanhagen? Yeah, Sanhagen. Coming off a victory versus Sanhagen. A little little controversial, one might say. I, I've rewatched that a couple times. I think that could have gone either way. Mm-hmm. But TJ, because he, he was also coming off of a two-year yeah, suspension. suspension, correct? The, the yeah. CEO of EPO. Yeah. Um, yeah. Who do you? What do you guys? So what, what are we thinking here? I know you're thinking, but like, what do you? I just want to okay. hear you say it. So as PJ was saying, P, or Dillashaw comes back, fights Sanhagen, got tested positive for steroids, did his time. All right, fights Sanhagen, close fight, could have gone either way. Uh, and then I think he like tore his ACL or something in that fight as well, which is when he something had to, his like left knee something yeah, on his left knee was hurting. That fight took place a year and two months ago, so yeah, he had to have surgery on his knee. Finds himself in the championship match versus Aljamain Sterling. <sighs> I think from a wrestling perspective, because both these guys know how to mix in their striking with their wrestling, I would say Aljamain Sterling maybe from a jujitsu side is a little bit better, but from a wrestling perspective, TJ Dillashaw. Dillashaw might have the slight edge. I believe he was an NCAA All-American Division One, and I think Aljamain Sterling was an All-American Division Three. But not to say Division Three isn't a high level. You know, I myself was once a Division Three athlete. <laughs> Many might know. <laughs> no, I don't think anybody knew that. No, and you won't find <laughs> you won't find my stats out there because I only played like eight minutes. But it's all right. <laughs> but it's all right. Just had to show some love to my fellow. D3 alum, Aljamain Sterling. But, uh, yeah, that's a fight I really just, I, I don't know. I really don't know. I want to say TJ because that's my boy. Uh, he's so aggressive. Um, he looked really good against San Hagen in terms of being able to take control of his back. Oh, yeah. Kind of avoiding dangerous situations. And I think the most impressive thing was his ability to take damage in that fight. I was going to say because he had a massive cut, I believe, right above his... Mm-hmm. I for like literally a minute, a couple minutes into the fight, and he went the whole 25 minutes, uh, despite having massive gashes all across his face. So it was quite impressive to see the amount Always of damage. Always going forward as well. And I mean, obviously, Sanhagen's definitely a better striker than than Sterling. So if I mean, if the fight, I know I know Aljo's going to shoot for the legs. Obviously, that's his. Mm. I'm su- I'm assuming that's his game plan. But I feel like if TJ's able to, you know, neutralize that, I I could definitely see Dillashaw winning that fight. So. My prediction, I'm going to go TJ Dillashaw. Mm, I did not expect you to. I, I thought you would have won Sterling I after. You threw your didn't I? <laughs> you really did. I thought it was going to be a three for three on uh, fights that were betting against each other. But I like that. And I will I will join you in that. I have TJ Dillashaw. And I'm going to go as far as to say, I think he's going to throw it back to his Renan Burrell days when he first won the title. I think he might I think he might KO Dillashaw uh, inside three rounds. That's you my you prediction. You mean KO Sterling? He might KO Sterling inside three <laughs> rounds. I don't know. Yeah, I was gonna say. I was gonna say. I didn't get the. I, I didn't say how. I I think I see a late fourth or fifth round finish. Ground going, and pound. Going TKO. TKO. I, uh-huh. Going Mr. Dillashaw. He's back. Um, yeah. That's exciting. That's exciting. I, yeah, that, you, you thought I, I was gonna take Sterling, didn't you? I and really, I like Sterling. And if <laughs> Sterling wins, I will be happy for him because I think like he he's a little disrespected. He is. So. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Dillashaw though. Looks like we're. Uh, Looks like we're riding together on that one, bro. And uh, similarly to TJ versus Sterling, the main event, I think we will be riding together on this one. Pause. Uh, <laughs> ride, or, ride or die on this main ride event Ride or die here. on this one. Charles Oliveira, Dubronx versus Islam, the wannabe Khabib, uh, <laughs> Makachev. Oh. I'm getting nervous oh thinking about it. Oh, my God. It. In case you guys didn't know, both of us will be... 
heavily, 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 heavily rooting for Mr. Charles Oliveira. Oh. I'm stressing out right now. <laughs> yeah. I, I was no, sure. but Charles is one of the, he's obviously on a what? 11, 11, 11 ten, wins ten, in a row? 10 fights. 10, 10. And then 10 fights in a row. Um, Charles, what, 12? Yeah, 12. no, that, that's what I'm saying. No, Charles is on a 12. Charles, 12. Is Makachev is 10. I, I, I was yeah. saying Charles. Yeah. What, let me see. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, yes. seven, uh, eight, nine, ten. Both 11. Are. 11 for Charles, 10 for Islam. Charles obviously coming off the controversial win versus Justin Gaethje, missed weight by half a pound, got the title stripped from him, but still managed to get it done against Gaethje. And I think we mentioned this. It was either the last episode or two episodes ago. Like this, this, this. The names of weight uh, wins that Charles is on right now, that the Terry's on, Gaethje, Poirier, Chandler, Ferguson, Lee. Those five fights, all in a row. Mm-hmm. And all by finish, except for the one against Tony Ferguson, which makes no sense to me. I still don't get now. In, in hindsight, it, it it's kind of crazy. How, how did Tony Ferguson last in that how, fight? How? Versus... Like actually, makes no sense. Oh god, never fails to surprise me. That guy, right. <clears throat> Tony, will never disappoint. But yes, this is the fight that keeps me up at night. Just thinking about all the possible ways it could it could end, it could finish. Uh, PJ, you recall the conversation we had with my sister this Saturday? They were really getting into it about this oh, we fight. Were, yeah, we had a we had a rather uh, he. I wouldn't say heated. It, it was, was just not a little heated. intense. Somehow I got drawn into it. I was just minding my own business. <laughs> <laughs> little intense uh, conversation with uh, Lisette Garcia, Roman's sister. She's uh, unfortunately rooting. Well, she thinks Islam Makhachev is going to win this fight. Um, yeah, I don't like Islam at all. In case you guys didn't know, um, my reasoning, um, I think he's just, I, 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 I think he's, I'm not, this, this could age very badly for me. I think he's just a little Please over- Please knock on wood before you say, after anything you say today, because right, there's was, one issue I, I had with your conversation on Saturday, is you were so adamant that Charles Oliveira is going to win, and that was making me nervous. I still am. You need to stop saying Is it. that a problem? Oh. You're going to jinx it. He's, dude, Charles is illuminated by God. He said it himself. He's not going to get jinxed. But, uh, yeah, the thing the, the thing with me is, I, Mik, I, Makachev, I respect him. He's a phenomenal fighter. Obviously, the prodigy of the great Khabib Nurmagomedov. But look at his wins. Mm. Who, who, I mean, I'm not disrespecting any of these guys. Who has he beat that he, like, actually deserves to be fighting this Saturday? I, I, I absolutely agree with that. You His know? last win was against Bobby Green. Short who, notice. Short but, notice against Bobby Green, which isn't Makachev's fault at all. I'm not yeah. saying it's his fault, but, like, Bobby Green, I don't think he was ranked. He wasn't ranked, was he? No, he was not ranked. came in, what, the week of for for Benil Dariush, which was a fight I really wanted yeah, to that see. That, was, been, that, would, that would have gave Islam all the credibility in my book. 100%. He would have beat Benil Dariush. 100%. All I wanted to see him was fight just a top five, top six guy. And I don't understand how a fight versus Bobby Green on short notice gets you a title fight. Well, I partly believe it's because his coach his, or his mentor is the GOAT of the lightweight division at moment. For, for, for now. For now. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, then he beat Dan Hooker on short no- short notice as well, right? Yeah. Hooker took it on short notice. Uh, Versus for RDA, another fight where I said, hey, if you beat RDA, it's maybe. It's a shame because Makachev, like I said, he's had a couple chances to, to gain a little more fandom mm-hmm. from me. Well, not fan. He's I'm not a fan of this guy. <laughs> but, like, to gain respect. some more respect for me because he had two great matchups set up, and they both unfortunately got canceled, and somehow he just continued to move through the rankings like – an absurd amount. Like, how well, how is he actually ranked ahead of Dariush right I now? I don't understand how. All they did was complain. All they did was complain. I need fight for title. I need fight for title. <laughs> That's all they kept saying. I always think about. But that. look at who you fought. All they do is complain about all these other. Who, oh, look who this guy fight. Why is he fighting above me? Look who you fought, Islam Makachev. Zero. Nobody. Nobody ranked within the top ten, barring Dan Hooker, who yeah. is on short notice and who can't wrestle and is, oh, and or what. One and three know. in his last four fights. It was very similar to Tony Ferguson. <laughs> Needless Sorry to say, to that, say we think he got a little fast track to the title. I agree. But I agree. none of that will matter on Saturday night when Charles Oliveira lands that signature knee right down the middle and That's, puts his Is life. that how you actually think it's going to finish no, out? Or are you just, no, you just I, trying just, to manifest? I'm I agree. Really that would be a, that'd be, I would love to see that. <sighs> Nothing would make me happier than to see <laughs> Islam lying on the floor in front of Hasbullah and Khabib and everyone in his corner. For those of you who don't know also, Hasbullah will be in Islam oh. Makachev's cor- corner this weekend. Um, and if I see a picture, if somehow, some way, I was saying this on Saturday, if somehow, some way, 
Islam Makachev gets his hand raised on Saturday, and I have to see a picture of Hasbula on Islam's shoulder, I'm throwing my phone. Yeah, I'm away. probably deleting all social I'm media. I'm deleting every. Away, I'm deleting all <laughs> socials uh, if somehow that does happen. Oh my being God! Honest. I don't want to think about this. No, I agree because but, that's not going to happen, right? Here's what I got for my prediction on this fight: Charles Oliveira. He's gonna get. He's gonna do it in classic Dubronx fashion. He's gonna go down early. I'm not sure he's gonna get knocked down, but he's gonna get. I think he's gonna get wrestled. Islam's going to have top position. Might land a little ground and pound on Charles, and once again, we're going to be nervous. We're going to be on the brink of uh, tears. Brink of tears once again. And then I think second round, Charles, very similar to the Michael Chandler fight. I think he's going to come on the second round, neutralize the wrestling a little bit, going to land a couple knees to the body. Chin him. And I think he's. I think he's, I think it's going to be a left hook. Left hook, right? I think. I think left hook's yeah. his best shot as well. And the thing is, yeah, everyone's been saying. Gaethje kept saying like Oliveira hits unbelievably hard. hard. Like nobody, mm-hmm. nobody ever has thought of Oliveira. I mean, obviously now they do, but like as a as an elite striker, and I think Islam. I personally think he's a little too. Uh, he's a little chinny. I don't know about Cheney. I think he's a little, a little too Ooh, cocky. Comp, yeah, a little cocky. Uh, uh, the whole camp. I think both. The thing is, I think right now, like these two fighters, might be the most confident fighters mm-hmm. in the entire. Not not just the division. For the, good reason, though. I They're agree. both on the longest win streaks in the division. I agree. They I haven't agree. been beaten. And that's in a why long I feel time. like neither one of them can see themselves losing. Which and that's why after round one, Islam Khabib's going to tell Islam, "Yeah, you got it. Yeah. You know, continue yeah. to wrestle." <laughs> and then Islam, or not Islam, that'll never happen. Charles is going to crack him with a left hook. And once again, we will see Dubronx doing the, <laughs> the belly, belly rub, rub right in Hasbula's face. And I'll be running down my street. I don't know. What's gonna, <laughs> I'm not going to have a voice for, for Monday. That's actually going to be a problem when he wins. I feel bad whoever's within, like, literally, like, literally within, like, I don't know, half don't know. a mile radius of my house. You're going to hear me screaming yeah. at the top of oh, my lungs. <sighs> so you predict Charles. Second round TK, KO. Not TKO. KO. Oh, Second round knockout. I actually have all three betting underdogs, I just realized. Damn. And I'm not nervous one bit, am I? No. <laughs> you, uh, you certainly keep your cool more than I do because I am wearing my nervousness right on my face. <laughs> As for my prediction, I have been thinking about this nonstop for forever. I really can see this fight going a million different ways, and it'll probably end up going away. I'm not even thinking of right now. But I also see KO as the clearest path to victory for Charles. I don't see a situation in which he can submit Islam Makachev. I think those guys yeah. are unsubmittable. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, you see that guy's neck? How are you gonna, how are you gonna, how are you wrapping a guillotine you, around that guy's neck? It, you're not gonna be able to, you can't grab that. <laughs> They're too strong, they're gonna wiggle their way out. You're just wasting energy if you try to go for submission. His best bet, keep it on the feet where you know you can outstrike him. And like PJ was saying, I think that left hook is just going to it's going to pay dividends. He always keeps nice and tight. He has power in both hands. I'm going to go after after a round and a half of vicious ground and pound. Charles is going to find himself on the feet. He's going to look across the cage. He's going to see Makachev standing there smiling, thinking he's confident. He's going to see Hasbula standing behind there, you know, in the corner. And he's going to say enough of this. It's time to end the night. Left hand, right to the dome. He finds him in the clinch, knee, knee, left hand, finishes the night. And that's all she wrote. I would love that. <laughs> I would love that a lot. Third round, though. Third? Third round, I think. Okay. Mm. Change it, third round? Yeah. That's fair. That'd be awesome, too, because Islam said on Twitter that he's going to he's gonna do it. In th- he said the first round, first and second round, he's just going to tire out oh, over yeah. And then the third round, he's going to finish him. So that would be great, actually, to see a reverse card play it on a... On Islam, there. It's just, it's also the other thing about it is it's very interesting because like he's fought a bunch of elite strikers like Chandler, Poirier, Gaethje. They all cracked him. They all cracked Charles mm-hmm. early in the fight. I just don't I don't see Makachev cracking cracking Charles. No, I mean he the wrestlers the the Dagestani wrestlers. They don't have the best. I'm not striking. even sure Makachev's gonna throw a strike in this fight from from the feet. He you might, think he shoots immediately? I think so. I, agree. I think he is that confident. I think he will shoot. And, and he's I, already said it a billion times. He but thinks, I, "Oh, I'm gonna take him down, and we're gonna blah blah blah." Like, all right, go ahead, do it for five minutes, <laughs> and I will be worried, but I won't be worried because I, I know. hope Charles drives a freaking elbow right <laughs> to that guy's skull, like on the ground. I don't even care if he stays on top of him for five rounds. I just gotta see. I've never seen those guys bleed before. 
I like now that I think. I mean, I can't say that they have. And they've never bled. I need to see. I just need to see them take. I need to see them just get yeah. what's, what they deserve. At I don't know how time. he's. I don't care how it, he gets it done. Charles has to get it done, and he will get it done, dude. And if on Saturday, and, and then are then you got to argue. I mean, he's gonna do it right in front of the uh, current goat. Is he going to be the goat of the lightweight division? Well, we've talked we, about this. Yeah. I guess we could save that for next weekend. When Charles has the belt in his hands, and then we, then he has a legit argument for it. Yes, we will save that conversation for next weekend. And another thing coming up next weekend, we mentioned her many times on this podcast. We mentioned her earlier today. My sister, Lisette Garcia, a major antagonist of many of our picks, rooting for Islam Makachev, is 100% confident he's going to win. Said that, no? On record saying she was 100% confident. Has no doubt Islam Makachev yeah. beats Charles Oliveira this weekend. She will be our first guest on the Split Decision pod next Monday. I hope, um, I hope she's ready for that conversation. Regardless of the result, we said, sister, we'll have you on. She was begging me. She wants the clout from the Split Decision pod. We're going to give it to her. I think she's deserve I think she's the most deserving of it as she, well. She personally. certainly is. Big fan. Always tunes in. Always asks questions. Uh, always has something to say, whether we like it or not. And... Uh, <laughs> Next week, we're, we're really going to pour it on her because she's going to be coming off of a bad Saturday night. I'll tell you that right now. I wish her the best of luck. Well, out of respect. You guys got a little uh, wager going on, don't you? Well, not a wager, but you, an agreement uh, regarding, like, you guys aren't going to, like, talk any uh, shite to each other. Um, yeah, I said that. <laughs> I mean, not saying that's going to happen. Um, I can see a situation if Charles gets his hands I just asked her to give me a little recovery time if somehow, some way, <laughs> Charles doesn't win this but fight. are you going to afford her that same recovery time if, if Islam loses? Possibly. I'll see. <laughs> I'll, see how it go. I'll see how it goes. Uh, maybe, hey, maybe this is a five-round war. Maybe Islam cool. earns my respect. That'd be cool. I just can't, I can't see Oliveira in, in a fight mm -hmm. that's longer than like two, like three rounds. Unanimous, like... This fight's not going to decision. No, no chance. No, no. I don't I don't see it. Charles would rather I don't get see submitted anyone. before he goes to a decision. Yeah, that's the one. thing. Charles puts himself in so much danger yeah. and then he throws a lot he has, obviously presents a lot of danger himself. I don't I don't even see I don't see how that can go five rounds. I changed my mind. Charles first round KO. I like that. You know, this, <laughs> and this is why we're friends. Cause, cause I like you. This is why I like you. you know, so Yeah, let's wrap let's it up. Let's wrap it yeah. up because I could be here till twelve at yeah, night if we're gonna keep talking about this. <laughs> Um, yeah, that does it for today's episode of the Split Decision Pod. I will say, we went into this episode not even knowing what we were going to talk about. We did not have an outline ready, but it actually turned out to be one of my favorite episodes, as they, often, as they often do. Um, big fights coming up this weekend. You guys cannot miss this card. Have to tune into this. Have to tune into the card, so then you can tune in next Monday to hear our reaction when we get all of our fight predictions right. I agree. Uh, hopefully. I agree. But yeah, that does it for today. Yeah. PJ, any final words for the fans? We still, like I always do, like to thank everybody who tunes in and watches our podcast. I get a lot of positive, good feedback from our fellow friends and even not friends. No, not, not friends. But I get, I get a lot of positive feedback from a lot of people, and yeah. I appreciate everyone who tunes in. Like we say, if you like boxing, you like MMA, this is the place to be because we're, we're fun guys. We're fun guys, and you know we're trying to teach you about the sports. I agree. You want to if you want to learn about it. If you even, uh, even if you don't like it or you want to learn about it, this is this is a good starting point for you. Absolutely. So thank you very much once again. Thank you all. Thank you, Andrew Briggs. As always. As always, and we will see you guys at the top. See you at the top. <laughs>